Hey everybody. Well, welcome to uh, Sarcasm Colored Glasses, and we're doing our first review today, which will be the movie Joker, um, which just came out on Blu-ray, DVD, and VHS, if you happen to still have one of those things. Um, now, usually with movies, I like to do, you know, spoiler-free versions, but considering this movie has been out, and um, like in the theaters, and it's been, you know, now that's out on video, if you haven't seen it by now, then, well, you know, why are you bothering listening to this? So this will contain spoilers. So one thing that I like to say about this is, I mean, first off, I absolutely love this movie. And as far as DC movies go, um, they, it's, it's hard to compare them to MC, uh, Marvel, Marvel um, Universe movies, because it's, you know, I mean, it's always been catch up. You know, Marvel had a plan from the start. So they started out with the, your your intro movies and then they built the characters together and then they started moving phase to phase and phase to phase. DC really, you know, they started late in the game. Um, so this move, so a lot of their movies, they haven't really been, you know, I mean, it hasn't been had such a cohesive um, touch as far as the DCU versus the MCU. Uh, but their singular movies tend to be actually pretty good, especially like, you know, your introduction ones. Um, I mean, I won't say all of them because we'll talk a little more on another time as far as how I feel about individual movies. But um, Joker really was the highlight of the DC Universe movies. Um, it's actually kind of hard to call it a universe one because the Joker is different from the other Jokers, but I digress. So this movie was very different from other superhero movies, because it really was more so, I took it as really a, a view of mental illness. Um, it's not just, you know, your anti-hero or, you know, following the villain or how he became that. It's really seeing what it's like to have an illness, to really be not in control of the way that you think and, not being able to perceive, well, have the rest of the world perceive you as, you know, the way that you're intending. You know, so many instances where he's just trying to just be regular and people are like, you know, Arthur, you're such a freak, you know, um, or he's just, you know, the scene where he's just playing with the kid on the bus, you know, he's making funny faces to the kid. I mean, he feels inside, he feels terrible. Um, but he sees his kid watching him and, you know, and so he's like, oh, you know, kid, let me just, you know, try to make him laugh. And, you know, so he's doing the funny faces, the kid's laughing and the, the mom's reaction is, what are you messing with my kid for? And, he, you know, his very normal reaction is apologetic. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't really trying to do anything. I was just trying to play, you know. And so and because he looks like a freak and. You know, maybe mom was in a bad mood or whatever, you know, and we've definitely had those experiences where some uh, mother or, you know, like, I won't say bad parent or anything, but like, you know, how, you know, they will react certain ways to people in public and um, which are be it, um, inappropriate to the way the actions were. So anyway, I digress back. So she, you know, she kind of snaps at him and then, you know, and then he his illness breaks down because he is in a situation where, you know, he's stressed. And so he starts laughing, which is, you know, not 
you know, first of all, like, okay, well, what's so fucking funny? Uh, but he's laughing as his defense mechanism to being stressed. And, you know, and of course he hands her a card and saying like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is just my illness. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Please hand me back my card. And then, you know, of course, then she looks like him, he look, at him like he's even more of a freak. And so the entire bus is looking at this guy breaking out. And, you know, you, ha you have to think about how you would feel if this is your day to day. This is how the world is perceiving you. You're, you're just reacting with what you can't control with and everybody will no matter what look at you this way so i mean this is one aspect of it this is you know i mean this is the undercurrent of the entire movie which is basically you know he's just trying to do him and he he can't control it and people react to him you know it, it, the first scene of like you know well his first kill um with the guys on the train and these guys they're obvious assholes i mean they could possibly be rapist you know on like trying harassing this girl on the train and you know and he's actually looking like he wants to defend her but he wants to stay out of it because he's like well what can i do and it's a very normal situation you know you're seeing something happening you know these guys are it's three guys on one woman and it's really just you and her she's looking at you kind of asking for help and you know as New Yorkers, um, people are like, you know, people can react very differently. Sometimes they jump right in, you know, you get that New York spirit, hey, you know, I'm gonna jump in and, you know, like defend the honor and all of this. Or you could just be like, hey, you know what? Not my problem, I'm sorry. And so there's always this tear between us, you know, do you wanna be the hero? Do you wanna stay out of trouble? So, you know, he takes the, the route of wanting to stay out of trouble and, but regardless of that, these guys still, you know, they're like, oh, here's this freaking clown. Let me fuck with them. And so he starts getting stressed, starts laughing. So then they start, you know, whatever. And so the guy, he reacts. He shoots the one guy and then just everything just goes crazy, you know, and literally everything just goes crazy. So, you know, you, you're not thinking like, oh, hey, here's this killer or whatever. It's like, hey, here's this guy defending himself. And the only way that he knows how to and against guys that are real fucking shitheads. And, and what ends up happening? Because these are, you know, your rich, well-to-do gentlemen. Everybody's like, oh, cry, boo-boo-hoo. You know, these guys, they were killed, you know, just doing, just riding home from a hard day at work, you know, at the, at the bank or corporate office or whatever the hell, you know, and Here's this guy who's like, they were fucking with me. You gotta be freaking kidding me. They could have killed me. They were they were beating him down. Three guys kicking one guy. And so so he shoots the one guy, you know, and then all panic goes and who's the bad guy? So, and this is the marvelous thing about this movie is that it takes like, you know, the Joker is a character that has been portrayed as, you know, this psychotic villain. And, you know, he just like, gets kicks off of killing, blowing things up and whatever. But you know, as this take, it brings you down to it's like, he's a normal guy. Well, not normal, but you know, he is a guy with problems and he is a guy who reacts the only way that he can against a world that's actually turned against him. And then eventually he just says, you know what? Fuck it, fuck them, fuck everybody, you know? so. 
it's a release. It's a catharsis because finding out that finally he's able to just be himself and not care about the way the rest of the world takes him on. And um, then and you identify with that. Um, and you were like, well, would I kill all these people? And I, I, I don't know. You know, you never know. You know, the guy is ill. You know, and is the problem that he's killing or is the problem that he's ill and this is the way he's being treated? You know, if maybe he had been taken, you know, to hospitalize instead of thrown into the system, then, you know, maybe things would have turned diff turned out differently. You know, maybe if everybody didn't basically screw with him because he's odd, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been that way. So you're you're identifying with an outright villain. And that's what they've really brought in. But this is just the tip of the iceberg with this movie. Watching it a second time, because I watched it in the movies and then I, I waited and I watched waited till I watched it on um, Blu-ray again. And, you know, everybody had, of course, gets everybody has the theories of like, okay, so, you know, in the movie you established that he, like the, the girlfriend, quote unquote girlfriend, um, she wasn't all of that was in his head you know it was basically him playing out this whole interaction of her being with him which really shows how disturbed he is um and, you know and then you you have the altercation of him with the actual her and she doesn't you know she doesn't know him she's like well what are you doing in my apartment and and then you know they're showing the flashes of every time that they had interactions that you've seen and she wasn't actually there that was just in his head so that opens up a whole can of worms here. So basically, you're talking about, oh, right, wait a minute. If that wasn't real, is there other things that weren't real? So especially as the whole thing escalates, you know, you've and you had the whole thing of where he initially was putting himself on the talk show. And so you're like, okay, well, you know, this is fantasy. He wasn't actually at the talk show. And, it, and you know, shows him sitting there staring into space. Then you're like, wait a minute, was he staring into space for this whole movie? You know, are all of these things made up? What of it is real? So, you know, there are the theories that um, some of it was real, you know, like, okay, so everything up until the end, like maybe like all the end, like after he like killed the clown, the other clown or whatever, and going on the show, like all of that was in his head and the riots and whatever. Um, and then because it shows him at the hospital afterwards. but. One thing that, you know, I kind of discount that is like, because the scene with the guy killing Bruce's parents. So, and that we know from, you know, canon, lore, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, that was the birth of Batman. So that did happen. So, and that wasn't even a part where he was there. So why would he fantasize something that's unrelated to him? And it that is a scene that's directly out of the riots that are created from him. So then you're like, okay, well, the riots are real. So, and if the riots are real, then him being on the show is real. So, you know, it, there's a lot of things about that. Um, so it's the, the great thing about this movie, and this is really like the most amazing part, is that you can have a theory about it and then you can find evidence in here or here or here, but then you also find evidence that disproves that. So say, okay, the whole riots are real, right? Um, and being on the show and everything like that. And then in the end, he's mysteriously, he's in the hospital after he's escaped from the police or been released from the police. So then you're like, okay, so how did you get from point here to point here? So then you start questioning yourself again. 
But then, and then you're like, okay, maybe the hospital after, maybe that's not real. But then after all of it, and this is what I gained from watching again, I came up with my own other theory. So, and of course, and I will disprove my theory with my own things of seeing it as well, which is again, why so amazing. So what if the entire thing, except for the established things of like, you know, the girlfriend, him originally meeting Murray, what if everything else is real, but it's a flashback? So let's think, because he's there's a scene where he's with the social worker and she's pressing him about, you know, the hospital and why he originally got there. And, you know, usually when they do have these scenes where they're talking about, you know, they're saying, well, what happened? Or tell me about that. And they refuse to say anything. Usually something big happened. And it shows like that quick, quick scene of him being in the hospital, banging his head against the wall. And, but that still was because she asked him what got him there in the first place. So you're like, what if everything that progressed after the movie, all the scenes and all the craziness of that, what if that was what got him into the hospital? And the end scene was him escaping or whatever, you know, or that was just his time in there. Maybe he's been released. He's on social work or whatever, you know, like all of that was previous what happens. So then it really like plays with the whole timeline of everything and really makes you think super hard about it. So, but then you're thinking of like, okay, this guy shot a talk show host like on live TV and he, you know, started all these riots and all this stuff. And somehow he ends up getting released from the said hospital to, you know, just go be a, a regular guy as a clown. Um, and that would be okay. And you start questioning, it's like, uh, it's like, okay, you know, so if it is said flashback, that seems like that would be something that would be, you know, it, it seems like a very weird thing to be able to be released from. That's kind of like one of those life in prison type things. But you know, like I said, there's my theory, but there's my disproof of the theory, but there's so many options. So and I feel like you can watch this movie over and over again and still keep having theories. And that to me is something that is an amazing, I mean, that's what we want. We, When you're selling Blu-rays, you want something that you can watch again, because what the hell is the point of getting a movie, you know, like purchasing it after you've seen it already paid, you know, the astronomical fees to see it in the theaters. And then when it comes out in Blu-ray or whatever, and you're going to, pay that basically again, and then you're never going to watch it again, you know, or you're just going to watch it and just so that you can say the words over and over again. But so if you've got something where you can, you know, you've got your inception type thing where you don't really even know what's going on, and you're like, let me watch it again. Let me see. And then you see something else and then you see something else. And so to me, that's a great quality of what's an awesome movie. Um, and so DC, I give you my hands clap for this one. And I really want you to do more with this and more of these type things. Are we going to see a Joker too? I doubt it because, you know, it's very closed off. Um, you know, I mean, the story is here and it's here. You know, could you explore more? Yeah. But, you know, it also would you'd start discounting all of the theories and everything like that. And I think that that's really what is the 
powerful part of it. Um, so, but, you know, like make other things like that, make things where you question it, you know, be like an M. Night Shyamalan where it's not a stupid ending, you know, uh, where there's a twist and you're like, actually like, oh crap, that's amazing. Rather than, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Why the hell was I sitting there watching this for? Um, so anyway, that is Joker. So I advise you to go out, get this movie, even if you've seen it in the movie theaters, and if you haven't seen it and, you're, and you've listened to this entire thing and I've spoiled it for you, then sorry, I did tell you in the beginning, but what's so amazing is even though I've thrown in these spoilers and all these things to put in your head, you could still watch this movie and find more and still enjoy it. So here you go. Here's a prescription. Take it and have a nice day.